Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. The Champions League is back. We have bundles of fixtures and lots of movement in the league table to talk about. Um, Man United and the rest of the league are making it easy on Man City. We've got Mark's game and all of our regular fun to get on with. Let's go. Sometimes in um, sports, they talk a lot about corrupt sort of teams and 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 uh, or just corruption in general. And I think that there's been collusion with the uh, top six or seven of the Premier League teams. They've all decided that they're going to just let Man City win the league. I mean, if you ask some of us, we were calling it really early on in the season. Well, that they were going to do it or that... Um, Liverpool, uh, Man United, uh, just going to capitulate. Spurs, even although it's been a, a little bit longer than that. I mean, I don't we, know. We all said C would win the league, but even like four or five weeks in or whatever it was, and they were like 10th, I'm still saying you've got like, they've got a better squad than everyone. They've got a better team. Do they it? though? That, uh, do they? Because that's that's, yeah. that's a good point you've made, because that was something I wanted to bring up. Uh, on the face of it, maybe when, when um, you know, this season everyone's getting injured, so... If all, all teams put together, if you had their, their strongest sides, is it that they have the most depth or they literally, like, on paper, just have a better team than a Liverpool, better team than Man United, who I actually think has got a much better team than, than most realise? I think, um, I mean, it's difficult to say with Man City if everyone's fit, because you've got Aguero's mm-hmm. fourth highest goal scorer in the Premier League, and you've got De Bruyne who's the highest assist maker, like the best, best player in the world or something. So, And they're actually missing those two. So you can't really say that. Like on paper, of course, Man City are the best uh, because of their their squad. But funny enough, they're missing their two best. Yeah, but to say then they have the best play, they have the best team with with those two gone. I, I still, I like, I don't see it. I don't see it. They've got a billion and a half quid on their squad. Don't mean it's any. Don't mean they're good. I mean, good yeah. the greatest player in the world, apparently. I squad's a tough one because like. Yeah, I, I look at City's team and I think, do we under, so we look at their starting lineup and you'd have someone like Mahrez and it's like, well, we forget Mahrez was unbelievable only a few years ago and we've like sanitised ourselves to be like, oh, he's, we don't include him in the conversation of being one of the best players. Sterling as well, like, even though Sterling during this run, I, don't, I haven't been really that impressed with him, but I do think with Man City, they do probably do have one of the best. I don't think there's you much right? in the, the starting teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their team and I'm like, is it better than Man United? And I'm like, well, actually, players like Mares, Bernardo Silva, Sterling, I think we massively underrate and we massively overrate De Bruyne and Aguero. But overall, their team is actually strong. Well, I mean, like, I think when you when you look at players like Gundogan and whatever, I remember when he first came to the Premier League and I thought, because a lot of my comparisons will be to fantasy football and just seeing him at 5.5, I think, when he first came out. This was like a few years ago. And, you know, he was part of the um, Dortmund teams that were flying, you know, high scoring, and he was a really good player. And then he, I don't think he's really had that much of an impact since he's been in there. And this Gundogan that's been playing now, obviously, is just playing absolutely out of his mind. 
Um, other than that, it's like they've got Zinchenko's, they've got um, Rodri. Do you think that they're players that are actually looking like the best players in their positions in the league? Because I don't necessarily, I didn't see it like that before. I just think maybe they are probably more adaptable to what Man City are playing. Like a few weeks ago, I think Pep was saying that a lot, a lot of what the, their team was doing, the way they were playing, is that they were just wasn't in the right positions and they were moving around too much. Whereas now he's finding that the players are understanding where they need to be on the pitch. And all they're doing is what they want, what Pep wants them to do is move that ball around and just zip it about. It's just taking credit, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess <laughs> overrated. Yeah. No, um, yeah, maybe the lack of a point means players like Gundogan, like things, uh, what's his name? has been pretty impressive. Foden. Yeah, like, he's taken a he, real jump. He's been pretty. I'm still jury out is for me on yeah. Gabriel Jesus. Like, um, <laughs> you're being kind then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not having, I'm not having Jesus. You know, <laughs> the jury, no, no. the jury took five minutes in the consultation room and sent him on death row. Like he is gone. <laughs> yeah. No, he's gone. This time next year, he's gone. Strapping him up and putting that needle right in his arm. He is. Reason, every every newspaper is going to have either Messi or Haaland or Kane or someone as yeah. his next big signing because they need to strike. I think that's a good a good way to probably review these squads. Is at the end of the year, how many of Man City starting eleven will they be replacing? And centre forward <sighs> is definitely one. It's a weird judge, but only because Aguero's unfit. Like Aguero, we're still talking about one of the greatest ever Premier League strikers of all time. All right, he's not the guy he was once, but we haven't seen him for a year. And don't forget, he gets 30 goals a season, whatever happens. Yeah, but let's hit, there's a lot of miles on his clock. A bit like what we said about Harry Kane. It's like he seems to get injured a lot, come back a lot, and then get injured more. And I'm like, with Aguero, we've got to just start saying he's coming to the end of his his top yeah. level Premier League career. Like he's got a lot of miles on his clock, despite what his age says. Like, which I think is fair. Um, yeah. But then when you look at Man United, what I don't know how to kind of put this this question to you because I don't want you to get too emotional about. It, but what, what? Yeah, what's happening? Like, what? Why have they just started falling off all of a sudden? Because they didn't have too many players that went off injury. Am I like, if I'm thinking correctly? They, they've they've had pretty much the yeah. same squad so far. In fact, certain players like Shaw are, are, are playing excellent, oh, playing in a better. Sure, yeah, sure one of the best left backs in the league at the moment. He's back yeah. to his, his early Van Gaal days. So what's going on then? Like, why why is it that they've kind We've, of had this? It's because McDonald's is shut. Who? It's because McDonald's is shut. Oh no. What's that? No, I was just saying like why? why? Oh, yeah, no. that's it. Sorry. Uh, no, there's two things for me with you know it's either end of the pitch we've got two centre-backs that don't complement each other no um, I think I, I, they say they say it quite a lot um, on the commentary I hate listening to Sky Sports talk about Man United it just gets oh. on my nerves um, like but we've got Lindelof and Maguire don't just don't gel and it seems like Bailly seemed like he during this beginning of the run like Eric Bailly might be that key like to partner so it's like Bailly and one of Maguire and Lindelof and it's like alright we've now put Maguire in this position he can't get dropped Lindelof is a bit more I'd say a little bit better on the ball um, but yeah we've got two centre-backs that don't partner each other and then we've got a bunch of centre-forwards that, that just I said it even during our good run 
they just take too many chances to score a goal. So we can't, we, it, it's just, it would eventually cost us points. So me and one of my friends, uh, Damon always texted me when Rashford misses a chance and we're like, Rashford, if he has too much time to think about it, he'll miss. But then if he doesn't have enough time to think about it, he'll miss. Like he only scores in these perfect situations of where he has about two seconds, three seconds to think about it. Any quicker, he misses the ball. Any longer, he overthinks it and doesn't know what to do. Martial is on an awful run and Greenwood's still a bit young. I don't think you can rely on him for a full season. So... I just think our issues down to either end of the pitch. Our midfield seems to be all right. McTominay's coming along just fine. Bruno's like, yeah, he had a few cold games, but the guy is good most of the time. Um, Pogba's in and out of the team. I think our midfield's fine. Our wing backs are fine. Just can't it's finish. Centre forward. Yeah, centre centre forwards can't need ten chances to score one goal. It's and that I'll XG, send that XG. They need to well, up their XG. This is why the all the strike the, the top strikers are going to be in most demand. Like if you look at all of these top clubs, look at United and City, all of them, even fact, um, even Barca are going to need them. They're all after a new number nine. Like everyone needs someone that can put the ball in the net, and that's why people like Haaland or whoever it is is going to be talked about until the cows come home because there's not that many. Top top number young top number nines around anymore. I just don't make them like they used to. Mm. They're all winners. True, true. I mean, I've always thought Rashford was slightly overrated. Anyway, I don't think Marshall's been any good since he's been at Man United. Um, Cavani, uh, he's he. I guess you'd want him as your super sub rather than someone who's going to be playing a full game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny the other day on. Um, I think it was on Twitter or somewhere. There was they did a video of um, United, United have scored fifty goals now this season, and there was a, a nice video. It was really quick and just flashed through all their goals. It was reminding me when you were talking about Rashford. There, there's some really good finishes in there. But I'm, I, I agree with you. He needs the, the thing to be exactly right, otherwise he misses. Yeah. But in that flash of the fifty goals, he scored some really great goals. It's 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 a weird kind of attribute that some strikers have. They just being just being clinical like you can be a great finisher and you can score some great goals and sometimes you look like wow this is you finished off a move that was excellent but to just be clinical to to you know when certain players just have as soon as they open up their body and they look like they're winding up to hit the ball you know that they're going to hit it in a way in which it's going to fly right past the keeper or just bend around them or, yeah. or put right in that position and then you get Jamie some strikers it, Jamie Vardy like I mean Kane on his day is that type yeah then you get players that are probably more like, I don't know, like a, uh, a Richarlison or something where all they're doing is kicking the ball and just hoping that it goes in the direction of the goal and that the keeper's going to miss or it goes in the top corner. There's no thought about, all right, I'm actually going to go for this top corner. I'm going to put it around this player. I see players' legs here and there and everywhere. Um, Greenwood, uh, Greenwood gets some good goals and I'm not sure whether he has that or he has the kind of, I'm just shooting it. What he does, what I think he does well is he, he shoots quickly, isn't he? He does a step over one yeah. step. And that usually has the defender's legs kind of... Yeah. You know. It's just showing he signed a new contract today. Do you know what I'm worried about, though, with him? Is that when the more I watch him, the more I see him just with his head down. And yeah. I never liked that. Never liked that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's why, he's, that's why he's, he came through as a number nine. Like, he was a number nine for a long time. And that's why everyone's been clamouring for him to play up top. Because, yeah, he can play on the wing. But he's very Rashford-esque. 
just run, like he head might down not, run he, on the he wing. Might not, he might not be physical enough though. Like I don't know how his body. Like he's he'll, yeah, he'll know, physical enough. But he's got a very small frame, so. Yeah, but you're not talking about like football in the eighties. You're not talking about needing to be like six foot five and big and like. You still, need to have, you still need to have a little oh, bit of something. Yeah. Too. Well, if know. anything, it, it helps you now not to because like we'll see. We, we see like the bigger players now not getting penalties. Yeah. In in VAR because that like this is what bugs me about Sky Sports at the minute because they're like contributing to this terrible decision making. It's like Salah's penalty a couple of weeks ago was so soft. Mm. the one that was just a barely a touch on the shoulder and he went down mm. and they were like oh there is contact yet when it was Maguire they're like oh that shouldn't uh, like Maguire's a big man and, and I'm like well I'm not I, I think they're all soft but you, where's the consistency is it so actually being a striker now you don't want to be a tall big striker because you'll get penalised on VAR because they'll be like oh you shouldn't have gone he won't go down Ashley mm. Barnes wouldn't go down for that. Like it's a dive where, like a salad seems to get penalties regularly. I, with hardly any contact. I don't know that I can talk about bar. We'll just we'll just go around and around it. So yeah. it doesn't answer. It's shit doesn't work. No one knows how to use it. End of. Which is bad. Refs, no. refs, refs are bad. I mean, I've told yeah. you, I've been saying this for years. Football refereeing is bad. And what you're going to do? Try and give them technology to manage even more. They they it don't matter. Like. Did we? I don't know if I meant to talk about this last time, but it was that clip of um, Arsene Wenger years ago saying, "Your England are not going to have any referees in whatever next World Cup it was because they're terrible and no one's officiating. You can't say a bad word, word about him. You've got fucking Mike Dean, who's probably up there with one of the better English referees going on, and that's just because he's the most notable one because he wants to get himself known. But they're fucking dreadful. They're just they're just terrible. So to think that you can get anything that's going to help them is just they, they got worse. They've just they've actually gotten worse, which is impossible well, in my mind. Yeah, but it's not the refs. For, like you got to think sometimes if Who's there is a you? job, if there's a job that no human in the world can do, then the fault is at the job. The I don't believe that. I don't, but I no, don't believe no one can VAR, do it. No, but what VAR has done is it's removed the the ref on key moments and. It's got this unknown figure in Stockley Park. Well, refs. Confusing thing. Like Dino, whoever else in Stockley Park. No, but, yeah. then what, but then what happens is you have a ref who interprets. So one of the things is, like you see in some sports, is like the ref follows the rules, but then you have the ref's way of managing that game. So some refs will be, look, I'm hot on leaning on people's shoulders for uh, headers. I'm hot on like making sure it's shoulder to shoulder, not shoulder to back. And you're like, okay, so for most of the game, I've got this referee's interpretation. Then the moment we go into the penalty area, I've got another referee's interpretation. So you've got penalties being given for like minor, minor contact. I have an issue with VAR using slow motion. I don't think they should be allowed to. Um, But you get an issue where a penalty is given for really soft contact. And then you're seeing goal scored where defenders are getting fouled or, or in my eyes, not a foul, but much less contact, much more contact. But because it's not in the, the penalty area, VAR won't interfere. So it's like you essentially get two refs. And when it's in the penalty area, it's this ridiculously new rule of like, was there any slight contact before they touched the ball? Like, that, I don't even know that was ever a rule in football. Of The rule was, oh, you got to get the ball first 
you can't go through the player to get the ball. And it's like, now we're saying, well, you were getting the ball, but just before you got the ball, you clipped his shorts. So that's a fact. But you know, it's it's not even that. It's like, you can't even, you physically cannot touch them because as soon as it's slow motion, you can't, you can't get close to them. So what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to kind of block them off, like, as, and, and just usher them out because as soon as the other, as soon as the attacking player makes contact with you, I don't know what you're supposed to do as a defender. Yeah. But I don't know how you can't say it's not the referee's fault because they are get now they're getting instructed even more so to go to the screen to make the decision. So you can talk about Stockley Park all you like, but they're going to the screens and they're looking at them and they're looking at the instances. Like and they, and they're, they, just, they're just bottling it. Just to sell it. No, they've been told that to sell it. Like they 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 said that's just them to sell it like it's being reviewed, but. When they go to the to the thing, they're under pressure to go with whatever VAR have said to go to the screen for, mm. whether VAR saying overturn it or uh, increase it to a red card, whatever it is, they they basically go to say they review it to make out that ref made the decision. But so, um, but yeah, there's a there's also things about like with slow motion, it loses the fact of who initiated contact. So like to be fair, like to show that I'm not bias Pogba got a penalty a few weeks ago and Martial's penalty not that long ago where the contact there was contact with the striker and defender but that's because Martial looked for contact he put his leg there and got the contact and he was already at a 45 degree angle going down when the contact was made but none of that is reviewed by VAR so yeah, how did we get to VAR? Uh, Danny said he didn't want to talk about it. Yes, yeah, I think I said let's not talk about VAR. Then we spent twenty minutes talking about it. There's no answer. It's wrong. It's crap. Yeah. Referee. It's hard not would you? About but it. would you? Hold on. And I, on. I, sorry, just I'll be honest. The last few weeks, I haven't really enjoyed football. That much. Well, I'm I was just going to ask. I was like, just going to ask you. Actually, I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought I thought of it as a question. But I was going to ask: Are you actually enjoying football this season? I honestly no. I'm going to be honest now. Like I, 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 every every single big match this season has been tainted by something, even if it doesn't affect the result. Like it's still, there will be one or two talking points, and like Man United won nine nil, and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> How can your team set a record-breaking victory? And even BT Sport spent the whole time talking about the two issues of VAR, not talking about the red card and the penalty. And you're like, well, there still was seven other goals in this. Like, it... Rooney had a funny interview. I saw this interview yesterday. He basically just said what Mark said. He's like, I've, I watched the Premier League and I'm just not enjoying it because the refereeing is so poor and the decisions are so bad. He was saying that in his press conference yesterday, really. He's like, I'm just yeah. so glad we don't have it. Which well, not, that's... FA... Go on. Sorry, I was going to say we had the FA Cup recently and there was like, was it the BBC was like, oh, this isn't at a Premier League game, so thankfully there's no VAR. And you're like, oh, we got a cup competition where three of the ten games on that weekend have VAR and seven don't. You're like, well, that, it's, that's it's, true it, voice, it's interesting this season as well, and I don't, you know, because as an Arsenal fan, and we're kind of just labouring in in the middle of the middle of the table, kind of winning some, losing some, drawing some. I really enjoyed it, and I think that like. As a Man United fan specifically, there's so much is out there in this press about Man United in such a negative light. And whether that's because of the team uh, or what is being affected by the team, there's nothing. I feel like there's nothing enjoyable in terms of the coverage on Man United. With Arsenal, all I'm doing is watching games and I'm cheering when when they beat teams like Leeds 4-2. But 
there's not really much once once I see Arsenal lose a game, I don't have to watch um, clips of Sky Sports. I don't have to watch clips of Gary Neville and, and Roy Keane and all of the rest talk about shit about their team or anything. I can forget about it and I can move on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? You're not you're not surrounded by it. you're not surrounded by this negativity. But for you know some reason, Man United is just that. You know what that is? Do you remember a couple of years ago when Mark came up with a question, which is, why would anyone support West Ham or Everton? Like, what's the point? There's just no need, right? <laughs> Don't do anything. You're in that world now, Chris. Why would anyone support a team that no one cares about? Anymore? But this is why, Mark. This is why. Because they get to be football. Like, Arsenal losing, it's like... Uh... And maybe about a season or two ago, people would give me shit and no one bothers anymore. It's just like, yeah. oh, Chris, it also lost again. And you're like, yeah, they did. And that's yeah. the end of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does, like, make me... Well, well I, part of me is wondering if it's down to this fixture, like, too many fixtures, no fans, like, turnarounds too quick between games, like, is, is it just too much too soon? Like, is it not just VAR that's ruining the season for me? There is a lot of football on it. There's yeah. a lot of football. So there is that. But then part of me is like, you know what? I might just start, I might just pick a team in League One to start supporting and, and follow their season and see. I've got Barnet. Like, try, yeah, try following Barnet, mate. <laughs> I tried. I tried. This, this has not been a good season. This <laughs> fucking third manager. I'm not manager now, I think. How did Tim Flowers do so bad? He's bloody ex-England. Like, no, we, we, we are not talking about Barnet, Tim Flowers. No one knows who you're talking about. Tim Flowers was an England goalkeeper. Yeah, I know, but... So Barnet, in the Premier League. Barnet are actually playing tonight and they've lost eight games in a row now, so... Could they break? Yeah. yeah, that's why we've had to record this so early so we can watch Barnet get whipped again. Yeah, well, to be honest, a few of their games have actually been on BT. Um, a few I, I've actually watched, yeah, watched three of their games in the last year, and it's just dire. It's just mm. so, so bad. Yeah, let's pick. Let's do that. How about um? How about we pick a team from uh? What did you say? League One or, or League Two? Right, let's do and then one, each, each week. So Dan, Dan, you've got some homework to do. <laughs> Yeah, we each pick one from League One, just a team that we want, and then each week we got to talk about them, <laughs> just to yeah, yeah. try and lighten up, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but how they, how they did? All right. Yeah, how they did. Um, There's some good I... teams in League One. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Sunderland, Charlton, Ipswich, Hull. LK Dons. Hull City. Hull you're in League One. Didn't they get relegated? Portsmouth. I was going to say, is Portsmouth still around? Because I would love to yes, support Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah, Portsmouth are in there. They're in the playoff position, Chris. Oh, uh, oh, I might have to pick them, you know. Um, right, who, who you pick? How are we picking this? Out of a hat, or what are we doing? Um, go on, you can pick mine. Uh, you could pick mine, Dan. Or is there like a random pick? team generator? So we're, yeah, we're all picking yeah. one from each other. League, League One, we're doing. Yeah, we could just do the whole football league or a league random league generator, random team generator. Can you? I don't know, but I mean, we could. Um, I don't know what the... Yeah, let let me talk a little, bit and then someone figure out how to do this. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Right. Yeah, um, because I just I actually just wanted to take a second to talk about um Arsenal's brilliant new signing, um Odegaard at his first start. Did anyone watch Arsenal beat um? I, I watched some of it. Yeah, I watched that three. What, what do you think of Odegaard? Um, I so the first two games where he came up, one I was asleep, so I missed it. But the second game he came on. I noticed he was on all three kicks, all corners, everything. And I was thinking, oh, that's interesting. Mm, like, mm. brand new to the club, you've come on in the like, 60th minute, you take all of that. You know straight away 
they're impressed with him in training if he's doing that. So when when he started, I thought, okay, he started in number ten as well, number ten position. So Smith Rowe was chucked down the wing. I thought, all right, they they believe in this guy, like they're going to make it work. Um, I thought he did all right. I think Smith Rowe actually did really well on on the, on playing off the left. Um, he didn't blow me away, but he he did all right. Um, I, jury's out with him to be honest. Yeah, I think I think. Do you know what? You know, I saw something this week where um, it was an article on Odegaard and they talked about um, football players generally say that they know whether a player's good or not by their first touch in training. Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as they have it. And you can just tell that there's, there's, he's just got a little bit something that's different in terms of the way he, he reacts to a pass. Ball gets taken to him and he's just looking for the next one real quick. He's able to turn. Like, he just uh, obviously he hasn't played amazingly well, but just those little snippets of where him and you can imagine him and Emil Smith Rowe just kind of bouncing off each other a little bit and and putting it together. And I, I can't wait to see him with someone like Party play. Jack is actually playing really well, but I'm I mean all these fucking Arsenal bots on Twitter are like, oh everyone's hating on Jacko. He's te- he's terrible. All right, look, you know Party's there for as an upgrade, but um, I'll be interested to see what he's like because like you said, he's 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 taking kind of like all the um all the important spot kicks and things like that so oh, i just thought it was good i mean yeah he started the game when we beat leeds 4-2 i mean i don't know is there is there well i think he's no i, correlation? Right, right? I, I think if you look at saka odegaard and emil smith rowe mm. in a in a three if you're doing a 4-2-3-1 that with a uh, bunny or lack is out someone on the end of those like that's serious creativity. But, you know, when you go back six months, this team had no creativity. Abamian, Abamian got a hat, his first hat-trick ever. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it is against a lead of frauds and no, an, know, open, an open team, door. This team, that was it. You were lack, you were pretty solid in defence other than a few individual errors, but you were just lacking creativity. And none of it. Yeah. Like, Zios running around like a headless chicken, not knowing what to do. Um, and suddenly you've got these three new players, basically, in this position. Because Saka was playing wing-back or wherever. Now, all of a sudden, you've got these three immense creative forces it's really it's really interesting and wait until Tierney comes back I, I I'm just I'm just looking forward to kind of what Arsenal can be because when you look at the teams that are above them Spurs are, are fucking Spursy Villa you know Villa Everton West Ham in any given season you'd like to think you'd be above them and yeah, obviously there are anomalies like teams yeah, do you forget eh? West Ham have got a cheat now they've got Jay Links so <laughs> yeah, fantasy football. He has the he has the highest average for points per game in fantasy football. <laughs> Can you believe it? Get him in, get him in. Get Mark, him have in. you have you picked our teams? Uh, I was. Are we all doing League One then? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Right. Let me uh, so you can see this. Um, Why? Why are we going to see this? No one else is going to see it. This is a podcast. Well, you, can, you can see I'm not. Uh, I'm not cheating. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. Been wheel. Love it. Wheel of names. Did you have to input them all? Or just copy yeah. and paste? I found it on a on the Guardian website and do we get um Excel right, do we get um do we get a veto? Do we get to say no. like free free no. refusals? No. Ah you get who you, you get I'm gonna be I'm gonna end up with some. So who wants team. to go first? Um that, Danny goes first. Danny right. goes first. All his right. idea. Danny. We'll shuffle it a bit more, and then here's it's Danny. So, so funny if I get Portsmouth. <laughs> Who do I want? I want um, um, Peter Borough. Oh, I'm getting Portsmouth. Oh, Gillingham. Gillingham. Gillingham are currently 14th in the league. They they are minus two on goal differential. They're uh, yeah, doing all right. They're currently drawing one one this evening. 
That's not too bad. Well done. I just need to follow them on my football app so that I know what's going on. Do we have to get? Do we have to get full kits? (laughs) (laughs) That would be quality. All right, me me or Chris? Who wants to go? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. All right. So Gillingham have been removed. Yeah, there's some proper shit teams on there. I hope you get like Fleetwood Town. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Miss, Mr. Sultan. Oh, Hakim Stanley. Oh, hey, we have a winner. Look at that. Who are they? <laughs> I can't believe I've got Hakim Stanley. Science teacher who hated oh, Chris man. supported them. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sarpong, you bastard. Go on, Mark. Right, here we go. Last but not least. Someone more interesting, right? Hakim Stanley. Go on. What Big link got? in the top, right? Oh, it's Fleetwood. All right, so next week or next pod, whenever that will be, we need to have a full report, like a match day report. See if we can get some um, get some League One kind of buzz going because the Premier League is such a sad state of affairs. All right. All right, you know who? Uh, do you know who's playing up top? Have a quick look. Who's your best player on your team that you recognise? Well, I was just saying. I've just noticed John Akinde. He used to be used to be the striker for Barnet. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's the striker for Gillingham. So uh, I'm just going to look for. I'm I'm just going to look for an Arsenal reject because you know there's got to be one in there. Um, oh, I thought it said Seamus Coleman. It's Seamus Connolly. Um, I've got Glenn Whelan, if you remember him. Oh yeah! Oh wow! <laughs> I I don't I've, I think I might have um, uh, what's his name? Maguire's brother, Joe Maguire. Oh yeah, you probably did. Oh, Gillingham just conceded. Oh no! <laughs> gutted, gutted. That's funny. I don't know any of these other players, but we'll... no, I don't know a lot of these. Players. Just Johnny Kinde is the only one I know of. Uh, Jordan Graham looks like he's our he's our best striker. A lot of mine do have uh, seven goals. Which uh, I, I think is a promising sign. I've got a few. So I've got um, one who's from the Tottenham on loan, Ogilvy. I've got another one who's from Wolves on loan, which is Jordan Graham. Uh, they're all on loan. <laughs> well, this will be fun. Very good. I watch bloody Gillingham games now. A Clinton Stanley. Um, yeah. All right. So should we talk about? Our results league, we forgot to do it the weekend just gone, Valentine's Day week. We we're all with our, our lovely ladies. So, obviously, our minds were not on football. They were on the uh, the ones that keep us going. So, um, we're going to pick two. <laughs> going to pick two. Um, I guess Sarah still listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I can say what I like, but she's not hearing this. <laughs> I stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> We've got very thin walls here. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we're going to pick two fixtures this week, right? Um, has anyone got ready to go? Uh, well, I've oh, already picked yeah. one of them, haven't I? You did pick one. What was it? Um, I picked Leeds to beat Wolves away. Someone Three type five. these in, type them in. Uh, who's typing it? I can type it. Hold on. My typing's not very good. So, I'm awful. Uh, so, what are we doing? Are we putting this in week 23? Yeah, just at week 23 and week 24. That's fine. So Leeds, Wolves. Have you got your second one or do you want me to go for my first one? I haven't, no, not yet. Um, So I'm actually going to go for, um, I'm going to go for Brighton to beat Crystal Palace. They, I I believe they're at home and that's going to be 
a 2 0 win. Uh, say it again. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was... <laughs> Brighton to beat Crystal Palace. Oh, it's a big derby, that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that, that fake the derby. A, that fake derby. derby. Whatever they call it. Ah, that stupid fake derby. What? What? Um, what's 2 0. 2 0. I tell you what, have you seen Brighton's. Um... Brighton's form recently. They have absolutely. They, they're like the new Fulham. They are unbelievable. <laughs> they have a new. Hey, you all laughed at me. Look at Fulham in the week. Smashed Everton to bits. It was coming. It's been coming for ages. I know it's ridiculous, but they're doing all right. Good for them. All right, my first one is I'm going to do Leicester to beat Villa, and I'm going to go three-one. Leicester to beat Villa 3-1. Interesting. Is that, um, are you carrying away your way fixtures, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I need to do something. Uh, on the, um, mine was at home, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, Yeah, mine's at home. Um, My second one, I'll do Villa to beat Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> are you actually? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That'd be quite funny. Um, yeah. It'll be a draw, no, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you got? Has anyone got a second one? I've got mine ready to go. Uh, I think I'm gonna pick Fulham. Funny enough, mm. um, I'm gonna pick Fulham at home to Sheffield United. That's got nil nil written all over it. Although Fulham, they've been banging them in lately. Lately, they've got Josh Maja now. Yeah, Maja. He said his dreams came true last weekend. Uh, I'm going to go for a boring 1-0. All right. I've got mine if you're still looking, Chris. No, I've got mine, but you go first. All right. So I know they just lost this week, but Fulham are in form. But I'm going to do Everton to beat Liverpool. And Liverpool are... Not not the best at the minute. They they'll be looking for a new goalkeeper in the summer. Um, so uh, so nine mil. Go Everton. Yeah, it's two Thiago, one. Tiago is he a bad footballer? My goodness, he Thiago. was terrible the other week. Yeah, he's, he's not a bad footballer at all. It's just his it's same him habits. All of the the new people to the league they're just suffering because mm. he's terrible. Oh, come good. What score mark? Everton to beat Liverpool. Two uh, one. I actually wanted to go for that game and I realised I can't because I've already picked Everton twice. But I really need Liverpool to lose. So. Yeah, I know. I know. It's getting tough now because I really wanted to pick um, Chelsea to beat Southampton. My goodness. What are they doing? Um, I'm actually going to go for West Ham beat Spurs. Yeah, I was close to that one as well. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 even though Spurs won't score a fucking goal. Um, and I've got Cresswell and he seems to be having a good, good, oh, good time yeah, with He's still right. so the scores on the doors currently are uh, I'm on 29 points Mark and Chris you're both on 18 points lovely and as we stand Mark you've, you've still you've got, got a, you've got a fixture coming in midweek Danny I've got tomorrow. a fixture tomorrow as well yeah with Everton mm. and C um, Mark you've still got six teams you haven't picked to lose Chris you've still got three and I've still got four and Mark, you've still got two teams you haven't picked at all to win yet. Chris, you've got one. I've picked everyone so far. 
Mark, Mark's not been paying attention to the league, but he doesn't think Aston Villa's any good. Goodness me. Yeah, he's picked Aston Villa to lose four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Champions League draft starts this week because tonight we've all done this a bit early so we can get on to the old uh, yeah. Champions in, League. In the lineups, Leipzig are, are so confident that Alisson's going to give them some goals. They haven't even got any strikers in their lineup. Oh God, I had no idea. But thank you for letting us know, Dan. Um, just a reminder to the, to all the fans that are out there. Um, the currently Mark is leading the way with three thousand and forty five points. Um, Danny is second with two thousand six hundred eighty five points, and I'm close behind. It is very close. Trust me. Just the scores are high. Is uh, two thousand one hundred and fifty. So we have to reduce ourselves down to three teams. Danny. Uh, revealed before the pod that he's upset with his team, his uh, his his teams, which Just is Borussia Dortmund, Atalanta. I don't understand how I ended up with these three. What was I thinking? I don't know, man. You're just terrible at stuff. Um, at Dortmund, Atalanta, Juventus. Uh, Mark has Manchester City, PSG, and Atletico Madrid, and I've got Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Liverpool. Uh, I'm not too happy about the Liverpool one. We'll see tonight. So yeah. Champions and Arsenal have got the Europa League on Thursday. So does Man United, but no one cares at this point. If there's a good, juicy quarterfinal, we may get involved. Otherwise, we'll wait till the semi-finals and see who's in it. Yeah, if if the Europa League gets good in the quarters, then we'll get involved. No, we've lost Chris. Talk about just deep in <laughs> he's, he's trying to pronounce the team Arsenal are playing. <laughs> uh, well, we'll just carry on then, shall we? Yeah. Uh, are you, should you play your game? I've got I've fancy my chances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, come on, kickoffs in half an hour. I want to go watch um, the Lionel Messi show. Oh, look who's yeah, we can hear you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. We were just talking shit about you. Oh. Back. That's fine. It usually happens. You're just jealous. That's what my mum said. I actually won the game. It was really easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we go to Mark's game? Yeah. So I was thinking what, what will inspire my game uh, this week. But I just thought, you know what? We haven't done it in a while. Let's bring back some pointless. So we've obviously we've done this before. I'm actually wondering if we've uh, done any of the categories before, but I'm sure you'll tell me. Um, I have four categories. One of them is quite a big one, so if we have a tie break, we can always go back to it. And, you know, the rules, I'm going to ask for something, and you're going to try and name the most obscure. And according to my ranking, I'll pick which one of you has picked the most obscure. Thanks, Richard. You ready? Ready to go? Got it. Let's go. All right. Let's so, go. Category one is top at Christmas. So we're in the new year now. And um, I want to know any team that has been top at Christmas. So I don't care if they went on to win the league or not. Uh, is it just the, just, wanna, just the Premier League? So who was at the top spot at Christmas any time during the Premier League years? Who wants to go first? We'll go Danny. I, I, um, 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 there's one I want to say, but it's risky. And there's one I know that probably got quite a few answers, but 
it's the famous one. Do I do, do I go for that one? I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna go Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. That is correct. There's 12 possible answers. And to be honest, Newcastle are eighth. So Chris, there's four teams that could could beat it. Oh, you've not done your usual thing. Oh, that's a shame. Um, you picked Newcastle to be safe. I'm going to go with... You said it was four? Yeah. I'm going to go with Leeds. That was my other one. That was the one I was thinking. And Leeds is correct. Leeds are... 10, so they are more obscure than Newcastle. How, how are you ranking these? Uh, by how many people answered them? So, actually, I've got it here. So, 84. So, yeah, Newcastle, 84 people, 84% of people answered Newcastle. 77% of people answered Leeds. Leeds was going to be my other one. Mm. I couldn't remember if it was top of Christmas. There you go. I was almost going to say Blackburn or something like that. Or oh, Norwich. Right. Norwich has got to be one of them, right? Norwich. Norwich was the bottom answer. Wow. That's huge, Chris. How did you get that? That was a Premier League years. Ah. All right. Yeah, so, that was the first first ever Premier League. Was that Darren Huck- Darren Huckabee and Dion Dublin? I have, I have no idea. I was about I three tell you. years old. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right. And now looking for any team that has played in the Premier League. I have a feeling we did this. We have did, we done this one before? We did this one. All right. Because I, I remember the bottom answer, and I'll give the bottom answer, which is Barnsley. So I'm getting rid of Barnsley. Because when I did this, I was like, I'm pretty sure I mentioned Barnsley before. Now, literally not... the one I was going to go with. That's yeah, because that, when I saw Barnsley, I was like, I remember this. So now that's been removed. I remember last time making the same thing. Where I was like, I, I can't remember if it's if it's. I know it begins with them. I can't remember if it's this one or this one. And last time I went for the wrong one, so I'm trying to go for the right one this time. All right. So yeah. So I got rid of Barnsley. So now Chris, you're up first. Any team that's played in the Premier League, but not Barnsley. <laughs> Any team that's played in the Premier League, not named Barnsley. Um, hmm. Oh, it's so tough to go first in this one, in particular. Um, do you play it safe, or do you? Um, I'm going to go for. Um, oh, I'm going to go for Wimbledon. So Wimbledon, I'm going to do the percentages rather than the the. Run. Yeah, it's better with the percentages. So, Wimbledon was answered by fifty-five percent of the people. Mm. So many teams. So Good, many answer. Teams. Good answer. How many yeah, teams? Are there? No, you can't ask that. Answer, answer that afterwards. Why? You, he told you there were four below mine last time. <laughs> yeah, just, just to even the score, Danny, I just give it away how good an answer it is. There's only two teams that could beat this answer. So, uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Lovely. I, I can't remember. It's. It's not Swindon. Uh, it begins with S. It's either Swindon Town or the other one with the red logo. I can't remember. That's what I got wrong last time, I think. But I'm pretty sure 
Oldham. I don't know why I think Oldham have been in the Premier League, but I feel like they might have been. Um, what do I want to go for? Uh, what's that team? If it's not Swindon, it's... Um, um, Come on, Dan. Uh, I'm almost certain I did this last time when I said Swindon and it's wrong. I'd like to catch the start of the uh, Champions League games, um, please. I'm going to go for Oldham. Oldham is incorrect. No you way. You had to throw something out there. Um, the only two answers that would have beat Wimbledon were Blackpool or Coventry. Was Swindon down there? Swindon? No, I don't remember. Well, what's Swindon? the lower no, the team that you left? I did this last time. Swansea? No. Sheffield United? No. Uh, Wednesday. As if Coventry was so low. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whoever you asked, but they are not football fans. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're probably just young football fans. All right. This is the big category. So there's a lot of answers on this one. More than um, how many Premier League teams there have been. So this are players. Uh, I think it's the top 100 appearances in the 2010s. So between 2010 and, and the end of 2019, who, which player, which players had the, were in the top 100 Premier League appearances? You, go on, Dan, you start. Jesus. Um, oh, there's going to be some obscure answers. Uh, 2010s. Come on. Yeah. So most recently. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Um, <laughs> I get it for the last 10 years. Uh, so why do you keep repeating that? <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's so many. I'm trying to think of an obscure player that would be in the top 100. But the thing is, it's like, how obscure would they actually my, be? My, <laughs> what I would think is fantasy, isn't it? Like, who, who's like Stop coaching? You have you... Yeah, I'm going to go for um, Ryan Shawcross. Very good. Very good. So that was answered by 61% of Oof, people. It's right. correct. Yeah. So I, I had, I had um, the, the two that I was thinking of was um, either uh, Gary Cahill. Oh, no, I had three, actually. Look at that. Gary Cahill. I had um, Phil Jagielka or I had Mark Noble. So I'm going to go for Mark Noble. So, Danny, you're 61.9. Mark Noble is 78.9. Quite a bit more popular. Do you want to know who the best... Some of the best answers. Yeah. Jason Punchin was the best answer. Wayne Routledge, James Morrison, Gareth McCauley, Ashley Westwood. Ashley. Ah. Do you know some of the higher oh. ones? So there's seventh best on the list, Glenn Whelan, who we mentioned earlier in this pod. So the number one named player was David De Gea. And then below him was David Silva. I was thinking Aguero. Aguero. They were the two I was thinking of, the most obvious. All right, 2-1. And Ooh, this next category tight. doesn't have many answers. It's a tough category. I don't know if that gives advantage to Danny. But what I'm looking for is any player who has won 
the World Cup, the Champions League or slash European Cup, and the Ballon d'Or. So has won the three biggest prizes a player could win. Okay. Um, uh, that's one or three. The only player that I can think of, and I don't even know if this is right, so I'm glad I'm first, is um, Kaká. Kaká is correct. Yeah, answered by my list. <laughs> answered by seventy percent of people. Oh. He was top of my list. I'm just going the through. Daddy has to get this. This is. This is. Uh, yeah, there's not. There's not a lot of answers. Um, I'm just going through. Who would have won the World Cup? So it's the World Cup, Ballon d'Or, and Champions League. Champions League, Champions League. or European equivalents. So that's a guess. <laughs> yeah, so it's helped. It could have been pre-Champions League game, isn't it? Yeah. So Ronaldo won, and this is my answer, but R9 Ronaldo, he won the World Cup. He won the Ballon d'Or. They call him Round Ronaldo. He must have won, he won the Champions League with, with Real Madrid, didn't he? So he's on there. R9 is on there. Um, Buffon won the, won those two. Oh, Buffon hasn't won the Champions League, I think. Actually, really, wow. Henri won the World Cup. He won the Ballon. Did he win the Ballon d'Or? I think he did. And I'm pretty sure he won with Barca, maybe the Champions League. So he could be on there. Um, I, I'm really tempted, but because it can't be Nedved, he didn't win the World Cup. Um, what other? It's the Ballon d'Or thing that's getting me. Yeah, tough one. You really got Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> well, Messi hasn't won the World Cup. But yeah, no. Nor has Ronaldo. That's Ronaldo, yeah. So, I'm just talking about Ballon d'Or. It's like... Uh, yeah, it's before their time. Um, and that, like Kaka's the only one that broke the mould, really. Um, Michael Owen hasn't won the World Cup. Um, Ryan Giggs, didn't he win the Ballon d'Or once? Um, Christ, this is well hard. How many are actually on the list, Mark? No, come on. I, it's a short list. The I'm, only reason I want to I want want to help is it's a is is a hard category. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Uh, did, but, did, but I won't if, as long as did, Chris don't want. Did Henri win the Champions League with? Come on, give an answer, man. I'm going to go with Henri. Wow, that's incorrect. He never won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he oh, never won that. He famously finished second behind Nedved for best European player, which I remember ah. caused a lot of outrage. Um, Ronaldinho, there few there. Ronaldinho, but he was more popular than Kaká. The most popular answer was uh, current current Real Madrid manager Zinedine Zidane. Zidane yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Brazilian Ronaldo actually joined Real Madrid after they won the Champions League. Oh, really? He's won it. Yeah. So who was Kaka? The, the only answers better than Kaka was Bobby Charlton, <laughs> Rivaldo, and Paolo Ooh. Rossi. Oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> I didn't stand. Bobby fucking Charlton! I didn't stand a chance. You call yourself a Man United oh. fan, Dan? You're a joke. Oh, no, I'm a Gillingham fan, and they're losing. I'm really upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just conceded again. Oh, 
Come on, Kaka. Love it. Good choice. Is, All right, Chris is wins. Is there anyone on my list? Hey, I won. Three, oh, my one. goodness. I feel like American. COVID is... I feel like COVID's affected this pod's uh, quality of game because I'm winning games I should not be. <laughs> but I'm up there. I'm like West Ham. Let's do this. Lovely. Great game. Great game, that one. Yeah. Yeah, let's do front three, back four real quick. Um, I'll go first in as I'm the winner. Woo! Um, in my front three this week, is uh, the Six Nations. Uh, I, we didn't have a pod last week, so I couldn't talk about it then. And that most certainly would have been in my back four. But um, yeah, in my front three this week is the Six Nations, only because it's back and we love rugby. Um, it's quite an interesting Six Nations. Not good for England, losing against um, losing against Scotland last week. Um, they beat, they come back to beat Italy, but Italy are dog shit. And Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, England are just terrible. Arsenal. Yeah, I know. I think Eddie Jones has had it. Um, Do you think he'll be gone after this Six Nations? I don't know. It's, 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 these things aren't as transient as football. You know, once they invest money in a in a in a manager, they don't really have enough to kind of pay for two. So they kept him. I think they gave him a contract until the end of the next World Cup. So they basically invested in him to do so. So I'm not too sure about that. But um, it's actually quite good. France are the favourites. They had a close win. Um, against Wales, uh, not against Wales. Yeah, against I'm, Wales. Oh, Wales. Yeah, sorry, Wales, Wales. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be good. We've got some good games coming up. Hopefully, Ireland look good. Wales look good. France look good. France are against Scotland, so I'll be interested to see what they do against them. But um, yeah, Six Nations back. Good. I love it. Um, in my back four this week is Tom Brady. Um, I think uh, for most of us, we know Tom Brady as the... Uh, the oldest Super Bowl winner of all time. But the reason he's in my back four this week is because of his uh, escapades at their parade for winning the Super Bowl. They were actually they actually did it on boats. Um, I don't know in which river or lake, but somewhere in Florida. Um, and what he did was he threw the Lombardi Trophy across the, the bumpy waters to his teammates, which um, unfortunately upset the daughter of one of the trophy makers. So let's just give this a listen. You didn't share your sound, did you? Oh, uh, no. How do you do that? That's why Mark was. When, has when a you tough click one, share. Yeah, stop sharing. Share, and then when you share again, there's a little tick box. Oh, I thought I was going to nail this. I thought I absolutely nailed this. I and just yeah, pressed share screen. There you go. Uh, share computer sound. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to have to edit this anyway. So uh, we'll go back history of this trophy being made by my father and it's such an honor and I know all the craftsmen that made it when my dad was there also at Tiffany's and it takes a lot of work a lot of hard work um, a lot of hours go into it it just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. You heard that right. Lorraine Gross's father, Greg Gross, was the master silversmith at Tiffany & Company that crafted the world-famous Vince Lombardi Trophy back in 1967 until his retirement in 1994. Gross tells us she's upset because she knows all the hard work that goes into making this coveted trophy awed by the world. I, I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset. 
because I, I know the, the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this. I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans, to all the fans out there, all the football fans, the other team players. In Fort Myers. Yeah. You get it? So he's upset. All I heard was ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah, that was that was all the metal that Tom Brady was throwing. Look, I know for one how much it how much it hurts to have one of your trophies broken. My mom, when I was uh, fourteen years old, broke a badminton trophy that I came second place in in a summer cab one year, and I was distraught. So I actually understand what this lady's saying, um, but I don't think she's being reasonable because if you want one person in the world throwing something, I think Tom Brady, one of the greatest throwers of anything in the history of life. Um, throwing that across the uh, to another boat I think it's pretty safe but uh, yeah no you're right Mark I think it's just another person looking to cash in because <laughs> it started I was like oh okay it's a nice family run business it was like my dad worked for Tiffany's you know, the Tiffany the big old Tiffany's <laughs> a huge huge company like not even Oh, and it's funny she talks. She, she talks in the clip. Her dad's the one that does the seams in the ball that sits on yeah. top of the trophy. It's all handmade. I, some some people just need to get life. Basically, yeah. you'll get the daughter of the Amazon delivery driver who gave it to the Tom Brady. Oh, my dad was part of this process of building this trophy. Yeah, there's like there's probably like hundreds, if not thousands, of these trophies around there, like out in the world, and and they're probably done by machines at this point. Maybe they made the one the one original one, which all of them are kind of templated off of. But come on, come on, Lorraine, relax. You're gross. Um, who wants to go next? I'll go. Uh, in my bag four this week is um, Shahid Khan. He, to be fair, he could have come into my front. Uh, why are you bringing politics into this? I don't like the mayor of London, all right? <laughs> Shahid Khan, who's the owner of Fulham FC and the Jacksonville oh. Jaguars. Not... <laughs> not the, the, uh, not, the, not the roads the, destroying congestion yeah. expanding. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the guy who runs Fulham, who owns Fulham and Jacksonville Jaguars. So I don't know if either of you have seen the drawings for the new Craven Cottage Stadium, um, but he is putting a enormous rooftop swimming pool in one of the main stands. That's Legend. right. Google it. You've heard it. He's decided, so they have it in Jacksonville, obviously, because the weather's lovely in Jacksonville. So they get to have bikini club women in the pool, drinking, watching the game. And this guy's thought, you know what Fulham FC needs? It needs a pool for all that summer heat, all that. <laughs> Can you just imagine, yeah. like, November or, like, February now, it's snowing, and they've got these, like, freezing women in the pool who are trying to watch the match. It's just not going to work. Is it heated, though? Uh, good question. Don't know, but they're spending, I don't even know how much they're spending, ridiculous sum of money, ridiculous sum of money to build this new stand. So it's on the river and the pool will look over, one side it'll look over at the pitch and the other side over the river. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, my back. Well, that's one car I can get on board with. <laughs> Uh, in my front three this week is um, a new fantasy football game I found. As you as you know, I like to find new. I, I like Danny, Danny, the promo, 
guy. Why don't you use his skills to bloody get us a sponsor for the podcast instead of <laughs> just doing it as a side business? Carry on. Uh, so uh, while the rest of the world is going crazy with um, their, with cryptocurrency and um, stocks and everything else in the world, and um, I, a few months back, found out about a new game where you can buy fantasy football players, but you have to use cryptocurrency to buy them. So about six months ago, I bought some like Ethereum and Bitcoin because I thought oh, I'll buy some players and I never got around to doing it and I forgot. And then six months later, my money's gone up like 400%. And I thought, you know what? I should try it out. I should buy, I should try buying one of these players. Um, and so I, I went onto the platform yesterday and it's called SoRare.com. And it's basically like collectibles. So you're like, you can, you get player cards. So it's a bit like uh, fantasy football meets football stickers. And you can get football stickers that win you cryptocurrency in the real world based on how they play. And it's really fun. Uh, Danny, um, I think we need to have an intervention. <laughs> yeah. You um, just remember what happened with Football Index. Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting loads of money into this one for now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so far, it's quite. I like the, I like the concept and um, there's nothing out there like it. Uh, and I can win cryptocurrency, so I figured, why not? You, Danny, are the worst. Why? Yeah. Look, in a oh, year's time, it'll be yeah. great, and then in two years' time, it'll have gone bust. Uh, and then, when, yeah, when all the mugs lose their money, you'll be the one sitting on top, innit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Early doors. Just, yeah. Oh, dearie me. Get, get in there before everyone else is there. <laughs> Uh, oh so yeah, my so god! They could week. sell you anything, then, couldn't they? Yeah, and I really like. Well, I'm always on the lookout for uh, new ways to use my football knowledge. So this yeah. is a new thing I'm going to try. Oh. While my money's stuck in football index, I can't get it out. Oh god, you're hilarious! Uh, you really, that's really got me, mate. You're oh, brilliant. It's good. I like it. How many times do you do this to us? Like, oh, this new thing in it. And then, what was it? Fa- Fanjul. Remember Fanjul? <laughs> easy, easy money. It. At least I tried it. <laughs> I want a bit of money on Fanjul. No, no. It just went bust. Ah, there we go. Fanjul worked until there was too many people playing it. Yeah, that's true. Um, Fanjul are now the third biggest gambling company in the world, by the way. Well, they're massive in America. They, they, they're, they're huge. They're huge. Yeah. They just don't really work here. Right, Mark, go on, finish it off. All right. Uh, let's go front three. Um, I've actually put site scrapers. So I've been on furlough recently and a couple of times have toyed with the idea of upgrading my PlayStation to the PS5. Because I thought, well, I might as well do it now while I get some use out of it, but can't get hold of one. Reason is people been buying them using uh, these bots where it just bulk buys loads of PlayStations. As soon as they come in stock, they're sold out. If you go onto eBay or any resale site, they've, uh, they're, they're all on, basically all the PlayStations are on, in stock in, on eBay for three, two, three times the price. So they're now introducing legislation to ban this. Well, I say ban it, they'll probably just make websites smarter to, uh, spot when bots are buying but a lot of the sites like argos like game they're all a bit slow so 
Argos got stock on Monday and their entire stock was sold out within five mm. minutes of them putting. And also, I'm not convinced that it's it's not all an inside job because if you worked for Argos and you knew you were about to launch it on Monday morning, would you not tip off your friends and saw one big inside scheme? But yeah, the government have stepped in and said the PS5s was the last straw. So this has been going on for years, but yeah, the lack of PS5s, I don't know. Which which Tory minister's son didn't get one for Christmas, but they they've obviously this was their last straw and said, okay, we need to sort this out. Let's ban site scrapers. So hopefully, some point this year, I'll get a PS Five. Yeah, well, you, you right. gain a PS Five, and you might lose that new girlfriend you got. Yeah. Well, we'll see. One will stay with me longer. <laughs> we know which one's the better investment. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, back four, in case my I have thin walls, um, is uh, fake Amazon reviews. So, uh, as you know, you heard I like parting with my money and buying stuff. And the BBC have warned this today about don't trust the reviews on Amazon. And basically, you could pay someone 15 quid for one review or about 800 for a 1,000 reviews, and they'll just ramp your product up. So I did wonder. I bought what did I, I bought a radio recently off Amazon, and like basically every radio that was identical to this radio had about four reviews, and then this one had like 2,000, all five stars, and it's like, yeah, something's fishy here. Um, so yeah, so be careful when shopping on Amazon. Um, although some people say you shouldn't use Amazon at all, but I'm not one of those. But yeah, just be careful of these fake reviews. You can't beat Amazon. I mean, if I want something also, here in half an hour, I mean, Jesus, still waiting. Also, if you do want a fake review, I'll do it for a ten. So <laughs> there we go. I'll, I'll charge the fifteen. Yeah. There you go. I'll do it for Lovely. fantasy players on Danny's new game. So. You know, I, I was I couldn't believe some of the prices people are paying for stuff. Do you know who um Gary Venecek is, Mark? You might know him. He's, he's a, a money man. Yeah, he's a big um he invests in like startups and he's has got like 30 billion followers or whatever it is. Um I I saw it he tweeted about it. He just spent 40 grand on like a Zhao Felix card. It's like what the fuck is that? And then I realised it was that game that I meant to sign up for six months ago, and I was like, "I better, I better sign up just in case." So, uh, so I did. Yeah, there you go. Right. Um, let's go and watch some Champions League football. We we'll yeah. hopefully will Ask, review it next Neymar. week. Uh, no Neymar. So, who's going to no win, Neymar. Barcelona or PSG? Um, I don't care. I'm just hoping Arsenal win on Thursday. Oi. Right. We shall see you yeah. next week or whenever. Um, and uh, in the meantime, I'll be giving some fine uh, investment opportunities to Danny. So we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.